0: Space Action Podcast!
1: With your hosts, Chris Carson and Isi and Shama. Welcome to Space Action Podcast, a division of Space... Action Heroes a web comic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Denise, so motherfucking in I am
0: Chris Carson. Oh
1: shit. Woo! We are back in the house. Is this is our first one of 2020, I don't remember uh-uh. anymore.
0: There's we had some? another one of 2020. Uh-huh. Um but it was it, I think it was unceremonious like how our like 50th podcast was just like 1996. Yeah, I think the 20 20- 20 podcasts we spent talking about
1: 2019 movies. I think we did, And maybe. On that note of staying <laughs> timely, we're going to be talking about a bunch of movies that have been out yeah.
0: for a fucking while. We're going to talk about... Each of us have a movie that the other one hasn't seen, so it's very, spo- very spoiler-free we sort of overview. tiptoe around a lot of details. I, me, less so than you. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, oh, yeah! And then we're just going to do a little uh, little nerd news to, little nerd to, to polish it off. To whet your nerdy palates. Yeah. We'll say palates, yeah. Um... So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, well, you, what movie are you doing? I'm just going to talk about Marriage Story. Starring? Uh, Adam Driver. And? And, um, Black Widow herself, Scarlett Johansson.
1: I just like the idea of it's Kylo Ren and Black Widow. And Black Widow. Trying to
0: make shit work. Yeah, not even. Um, it's just a divorce story. It's That's why I don't have a lot of spoilers to dance around, because it's literally Kramer versus Kramer 2. Gotcha. Uh, it's just the story of a couple going through a divorce and how... Uh, it was amicable until the lawyers got involved, and the lawyers just ruined every ruin everything when it comes to divorce, and mm. it doesn't make any fucking sense. Alan Alda's in it; he's adorable. He's adorable. Oh, he's he's here, always right? he's yeah. either super fucking evil because I watched um The Aviator recently, uh, and he is just such a prick in The Aviator. Sure. He plays prick so well. He does, but he plays bumbling sweet really well too. Yeah, so he that's his two ranges. It uh, is that he's old, and yeah. it's weird.
1: He's one of those dudes where he doesn't really change his performance. No, but. It were like Christoph Waltz, like he acts the same way in every movie. But, but like, oh.
0: sometimes he's yeah, yeah. sometimes horrifying. he's
1: terrifying. Sometimes you like, oh, he's so lovable. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he is such a prick. I gotta deviate to the Aviator for a second because I haven't seen that. I hadn't seen that since theaters, mm. and I didn't really like it when I first saw it. I thought it was a weaker Scorsese, but now going back to it, I it was fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: It's really it's really slow, and it's I'm not a big fan of Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. So it was kinda, even
1: the Scorsese DiCaprio,
0: I find he gets the best out of him. He does get the best out of him, but I think the best out of Leo is still just yelling lot uh, so it's interesting him playing Howard Hughes because Howard Hughes wasn't an angry screaming person so it's Leo trying to just act like a normal human
1: being do they go all the way to like his um later days the not becomes... his old old like okay. living
0: in a casino okay. days but he they do his first like his first dip into his madness that he has to come out of to go to his senate hearings yeah. when they were doing all like the uh, the witch hunts of the 1950s and right this, after World War II and they're accusing him of being a war profiteer gotcha 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 but it's really good, and Howard Shore did the theme, and it was right off of um, Lord of the Rings, obviously. Nice. And there's just this. So great it sounds like they're going to
1: Roheim every time they every show the fucking spruce moose. there's <laughs>
0: barely any music in it, but every time he has a moment of like, inter- like uh, innovation, it just does this little like. Tss, 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 oh, cool! Tss, tss, cool. It's just really, really cool sounding. Nice, nice. And it's really great. It's uh, if you haven't seen the Aviator, see the Aviator. Um, um, but, speaking of Leo's freakouts, have
1: you ever got? Have you did you finally get around to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and I really liked it. Yeah. It um we could talk about it. we could that we haven't talked we about We haven't that at talked all. about that at all. We could do a whole once upon a time in Hollywood, even though it's pretty late. Um should we save that or should we talk about it now? Fuck it, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Yeah. I don't know what the poster's gonna be for this. It's gonna be It's a Morgan's board. It's just gonna let's just put like an Oscar statue. <laughs> just stick it in there. Yeah. <laughs> um I again I it was sort of I had the same problem I had with uh um Django? Talking, no no the Scorsese uh Netflix Irishman. Irishman is that it's a really long movie, and I have a fucking puppy, so I had to keep yeah. breaking it up, yeah. which which is not great for the narrative of a Quentin Tarantino movie because no. the scenes you just get you sink into them like quicksand, right. and I had to pause. out of the dog's gotta go out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'd love to watch it again when I have three hours to just sit through the whole thing. Sure, but uh, I really I did enjoy it. I found I didn't find it boring at all. I didn't find it dragged at all. Right. But considering the, nothing fucking happens the not entire happens movie at all <laughs> but I love that it is just like um, it's just an exploration of this sad it's the end of an era mm-hmm. which we're kind of experiencing now mm-hmm. it's the end of like a- like actors don't sell movies anymore Sure, and that happened once before sure. in the 1960s That's actors stop selling movies yeah. so I love that it's a contemporary exploration of the end of an era and just seeing this like actor just realize he's done He's just sort of, like, his career's over and he has to make peace with who he is. And I love the amb- ambiguity of, of Brad Pitt being a murdering that's psychopath so or not. He, that's one of my favorite, <laughs> it's, like, one of my favorite Brad Pitt characters yeah. ever. Yeah.
1: Like, if Tyler Durden moved to Hollywood. Yeah. And just kind of became this subverted drunk who lives <laughs> yeah. in a trailer
0: as a stunt guy. With this guy. His little dog. Oh, he's so good. With the whole scene of the, Mar- of the Manson, Marilyn Manson, the whole scene of the Manson ranch ah, was <laughs> fucking intense. Like, I watched it at on the a farm? computer screen. Mm. Yeah, and I just, the whole time, it was like the scene in um, Glorious Bastards it was great. Of, of the interview at the beginning, where gotcha. you're just like, what the fuck is about to happen? Yeah. I am on the edge of my seat and nothing's really happening. Yeah. yeah. And then nothing ends up happening.
1: I mean, that's my one problem with that movie is that, like, it is kind of aimless until,
0: like, the last 10 minutes. And you're like, oh, that's what we were doing the we were entire just time. All leading up to an alternate. of once, because I do like the uh, spoilers. If anyone's seen it, they kill. The Manson girls and the guy... They who... stopped
1: the mur- the Sharon Tate murder from happening. Because
0: it's like an alternate universe where they went to the wrong house. Yeah. They went to the house on the right instead yeah. of Sharon Tate's house. And they're just... Hor- and they're, like, bumbling, like, Home Alone villains. It's so funny. <laughs>
1: it's so... F- whenever fucking Brad Pitt brains that chick with a can of dog <laughs> yeah. food, it's one of those, like... That whole... <laughs> that was the only moment where I was like, okay, now I feel like I sat through three hours for of this something. for something. Because as much as, like, I did like... Like, I loved... Brad Pitt's character just for like how subtle like the subtly of that character is fucking genius makes sense yeah yeah oh my favorite's whenever he's feeding the dog and he's eating his food and he's watching television and someone on the screen says something he just goes yeah <laughs> 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 like yeah. it's just the little things about that character are yeah. really so pitch perfect But what I respected the most of that movie was fucking Leo for once not playing the coolest guy in the movie.
0: He was a really shook up, broken, over-the-hill actor. Yeah, Yeah. seeing him
1: play against type and just play this nervous wreck who can't, like, light his cigarettes, he's crying in public. I was like, you know what, I didn't expect that. And watching it the second time, knowing what was going to happen... I didn't. wasn't there for the plot anymore I was just there for the performance experience yeah. yeah and I just I don't know it's a it's a buddy movie but you're lucky that it's those two guys hanging out because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. interesting as fuck as to watch you know
0: and I love that uh, I remember they were giving Tarantino shit about not giving Sharon Tate more lines but her screen time is she has quite a bit of screen time and yeah. it's just a day in the life it's just because even sa- his defense of that was that he just wanted to show Sharon Tate living her life. He didn't want a lot of complicated, interactive dialogue with people to explain her. He right. just wanted to show her living her life. Mm-hmm. So you see her walking around, you see her shopping, you see her checking her out, her own movie. And I really appreciated that. I like that. Saw feet. Saw our feet a, a lot. lot. You saw everyone's dirty feet. Everyone's dirty hippie feet. He's advanced. It's, it's sort of like like a porn addict eventually dips into pedophilia. You know it's, go- it's in the pipeline. You're yeah. going to, at one point, check out a 14-year-old's boobs and then feel really bad about it. Tarantino's, like, on that same trajectory where it's like now his feet are like filthy disgusting yeah. Yeah. feet yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i'm waiting for the scene where he just goes full cowboy moving you. it's just like a foot mushing into like muddy shit yeah just a close-up shot with some asmr audio That's like- his last film is going to feature
0: just a shit covered foot and a dick fucking <laughs> it you know it's
1: going to be there then, IMDB trivia page. The dick actually belonged to Quentin Tarantino. No oh. shit said everybody on planet <laughs> everybody Earth. Everybody ever. <laughs> oh
0: god. And that they'll uh, they'll call that graphic nudity. Anytime you start a movie and you see that there's graphic nudity, you know it's a dick. Oh, is that what it it's is? It's just nudity is just a vagina or boobs. Graphic nudity is a dick. <laughs> It's kind of weak, so... It's very, it's weak, it's very awesome. odd.
1: Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? This is... We're totally off marriage story, oh, yeah, but... completely. Whenever I saw Spider-Man Far From Home... Oh, the dick scene? Was there a dick scene? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, how high was I when I saw that when he's <laughs> just, like, foot-fucking MJ? <laughs> JB Smooth just walks in swinging pole. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It was uh, the part... At one point, Peter takes his shirt off, and this kid, this, like, 10-year-old boy with his mom, like, two seats over lost it man like ew gross no 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 oh, no yeah? and overcompensating or just super straight i immediately i think i remember who i saw that we were i turn
0: like that kid's turning out gay yeah he's
1: suppressing something like
0: to be that upset by whenever it, yeah. you were four did you not go swimming with your friends that's true i remember i think i've told the story on this podcast before that during a sex ed class when i was like whenever they start that eight or nine yeah um i, I would just watch the guy stuff and got squeamish about the girl stuff and they called me gay and I was like, "Well, why would I be squeamish about? The, that's just what I have, right? Why would I care?" Yeah. <laughs> but then the girl stuff as an eight-year-old's like, "No boobs and vaginas that's and things in no. the Yeah, I don't know. I was. I think that
1: kid's gonna end up sucking, sucking a dick. Second just because, like, why... I'm not going to name names, but I once had an employer who, who did very similar things. Like, mm-hmm. If we were watching a movie... Oh, my God, gross. Yeah, the second a dude, like, took his shirt off, he was like, uh. I'm like, dude, if you have that much of an aversion to a naked male body, you might want it in your mouth. Yeah. And that yeah, might yeah, yeah, be just because you're suppressing. Like, why would you have that adverse of a reaction? I don't know why I brought this up. Oh, what we're talking about I before I think this? you
0: might be sucking a dick at some point tonight. Well, I don't have an adverse problem. I have no problem with it. I look at yeah. men's... I like men's bumps. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I t- totally, because I'm from a family who wouldn't give a shit if I was gay or not. When I was younger, yeah. I, I was like going through puberty and I looked at naked dudes and they just didn't make my dick move. And that was the day I realized, oh, I guess I'm just straight. Yeah. I'm boring. <laughs> if anything, t- guys with their shirts off pissed me off because I wish I looked like
1: that. I wish I had the confidence to take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, my sense of fashion is going to suck due to my heterosexuality. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it.
1: Speaking of the downfalls of heterosexuality... Marriage
0: story? <laughs> genius. Genius. Adam Driver. Fucking Dragher.
1: genius.
0: Um, it was... What's his homeboy's name? Noah what? Noah... Noah... Wy- Noah... Noah Bomback. Noah Wiley's from Noah, ER. Yeah, Noah Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like his movies, typically. What else has he done? Um, you'd have to look it up, because it's escaping me right now. I just know every time I see... It. I think he did that, uh, that fucking Ben Stiller movie... Uh, Greenberg, or whatever. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that coming out now. I'm not a fan of his, typically. Eyeball. But Mr.
1: Jealousy. I'm trying to see what he's, he, like, what he's... Anything writing. huge? Mistress of the Palma.
0: Uh... very Story. Yeah. Greenberg. Yeah, see, I'm not... Huge Squid and Whale. Um, it, uh, see, I don't know. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. It's not nothing to do with the plot of the story. It's just an event that happens in the movie. Would you consider that a spoiler? Um, I don't think so. The movie's clipping along fine. It's so basic. It's just the story of a divorce. And I don't... As we said in a previous podcast, or as I said, I'm not a huge fan of Adam Driver or Scarlett Johansson. Yep. But they nailed it in this one. Mm. They were really good off each other. But there's one point where Adam Driver is hanging out because he's a theater company director. And at one point he's hanging out with his theater friends and he ber- breaks into song. Huh. and at that moment I was like fuck this movie this is the <laughs> stupidest stupidest thing like, under what context like is he like
1: he's cause it's a theater production is he like singing a song no, Like, he's,
0: he's just at a point when he's really bummed out about the divorce and he's walking around New York cause he's a New York guy there's a whole point about how he's a New York family Okay, and she's living in LA um and they're trying to get the kid back and forth um and he's just walking around, it kind of made me nostalgic for living in Toronto, because he's just walking around, and he looks in a window of a pub, and he sees his friends in there, his theater company friends, and he goes in, and he's chatting with them about the divorce, and then he just gets up and sings a song. Like, he goes to the mic and sings a song at them, so it's not like a musical, where it's, 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 it's as if, I'm sad, I'm gonna stand in front of all my friends and sing a fucking song. <laughs> and it's so, and he's a horrible singer. And it's just just the worst. And all I could picture was Noah Bombeck doing that. And how much I would just fucking hate that guy. <laughs> like,
1: just, I'm just imagining him in inside Lewin Davis, like he's like, One second, please. Like, he's just, <laughs> and all his theater buddies are like, What the fuck? No wonder she's leaving happen- his ass.
0: Yeah, it was so it was so bizarre and so out of left field. It just felt like a real event from his life that he put in the story, and if that's a real event from his life, he is just the worst type of theater guy. Listen, (laughs) if you made a horse's ass in front of your friends by
1: singing a song (laughs) awkwardly at a New York pub, wouldn't you write it into a script so you could somehow justify it? that's
0: what I did. That's what I did, it's totally fun. (coughs) No, it's totally cool.
1: I wonder what she's thinking the whole time, this thing's getting all the accolades, like he's real life, life. XYI. You know what I mean? Well,
0: she's, uh, Scarlett Johansson's not treated badly, and they're both—they're both shown to be good and bad. Okay. So it's pretty fair between them. Although it does focus on Adam Drive <laughs> a lot more, and it makes Scarlett Johansson—she's a little more manipulatable by the lawyers. Okay. Which is a little sad. Okay. That—that he—you can tell that you can tell in the back of the, his head he was like "fuck you, Becky" or whatever her name was. <laughs> but I can't—I uh, can't be so obvious. Sure, sure. You know, I have to make it equal. But um, I would recommend, it's on Netflix, it's easy to find, I would mm-hmm. recommend uh, a Marriage Story, but goddamn that singing bit, it was like, I was like out of five stars, I'm going to say three and a half, four stars, and then boom, down to like two because of that singing I, scene. You think it was to portray him as like sympathetic and vulnerable? Like... I have no idea, because it did not come across that way. <laughs> it came across like some attention hogging douchebag singing in front of his theater friends. It's bad enough, like, a third of the dialogue in the movie's
1: dedicated, accrediting you as a genius. a genius. And then you start singing. Then you start singing, like... It was so awkward. Did you ever see Blue Valentine? I did not see Blue Valentine. Um, with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Mm-mm. Um, I, 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 every time someone talks about Marriage Story, I think of this flick. So this flick is very similarly, it's a couple uh, whose marriage has fallen apart, but they juxtapose it with how they first met. Okay. And it's interesting, like, you know, there'll be a dude that whenever they were first dating tried to ask her out and then she was like i'm all into ryan gosling okay and then all of a sudden modern day fat balding ryan gosling's waiting in the car and she's in the supermarket and she runs into that guy oh and again. he's got a
0: full head of hair mm-hmm. oh exactly well that
1: portrays women wonderfully <laughs> well i mean he's a piece of shit ryan gosling is totally oh, is a piece a shit. Of shit. yeah he's kind of a shithead in the movie um but like i it just there's something to be said about watching a cinematic version of a of a marriage or a relationship fall apart yeah because i don't know about you but when i argue in a relationship i don't say shit that's half as clever or well scripted as in a fucking movie drafts exactly so like it's kind of uncomfortable because you're willingly watching the most eloquent and vicious fight you have ever seen for two hours and you're like
0: oh yeah have you seen kramer versus kramer no it's interesting because it was like the early 70s, I think, um, and it, it takes the spin of the court's favor, the mother, the mother in the divorce, but Meryl Streep's a fucking monster. Mm. So it's Dustin Hoffman having to fight. But what does she play in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it, Meryl. Come at me. <laughs> Take that, Meryl Streep. God's gift to actors. Fuck. <laughs> we, we're going to get torpedoed right Oh my now. God. Yeah. Like the fucking,
1: wait, if. Beyonce has a beehive. Streep's got, like, what? Streepers?
0: She's got streepers. Her streepers <laughs> are going to come after us. I think that's what she calls her pubes. i got to give the streepers a
1: clip. For God's sakes, Meryl, can you wash your streepers down the drain when you're done in the shower? For God's <laughs> sake.
0: streepers are down to your knees, Meryl. You're over 60. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kramer versus Kramer is really good, too, but it's weird because it's this little time capsule of, like, women's rights are coming into play and then it's like a conversation about the cake and eat it too in a way where okay. it's like like i've said this before i believe on this podcast where there are quote-unquote perks to inequality like when you sure when you play a video game a perk is you you can for those who don't know you um you're bullet repellent but you drown really easily in water there's always a downside and a plus side to mm-hmm. a perk so inequality it's like you don't have to worry about getting a job that's a fucking perk you might want to get a job, that sucks, but for those of you who don't want to get a job, okay. not being expected to is a quote-unquote perk. Sure. And it's kind of a conversation about how when equality starts to happen, how do you how do you kind of deal with those perks that can't exist in equality because then that superiority? Gotcha. So it's sort of like women's rights are coming into play. This mom, okay, but now it's just given that she gets the kid, but she's a horrible mother. Gotcha. So how do you wrestle with that? Gotcha. So it's an interesting sort of exploration of of just fatherhood, I guess, and men's roles in men, raising children. The male lead in that again? Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, the Hoff. Little Hoff. I love Little Hoffster. No. That man can do no wrong. I I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't been metooed yet.
1: You think Dustin Hoffman just comes off like very neurotic and I don't know.
0: Ah, I Is could see him sticking a stick of butter up a vagina like um, um, Marlon Brando style, though. I could see him doing something weird. He's been single for fucking like oh no wait. No, did, hold on. He, did he Lisa also get got me too? Some... No, Actually, no, no. I kind of feel like he did get me too. I don't think he... just vaguely like some seven. Oh woman.
1: shit! Yeah. Sexual misconduct allegations in 2017. Several women accused Hoffman of sexual misconduct. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I take it all back, Dustin Hoffman. You
0: fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you're the worst thing ever. Or maybe, maybe that movie, Maybe I'm reading too much into Kramer versus Kramer. It was just a fuck women's story. <laughs> Is it bad that I'm imagining <laughs> when
1: he does it, he just has his legs like up in like an arch, and you're looking at the girl through the like, oh, legs? Oh, like graduate style. Yeah, she's like, you think you're trying to seduce me, Mister Hoffman?
0: <laughs> but I imagine he—he's of the generation that he wears like tidy whitey jockeys too.
1: Well, I would also think in those garter socks.
0: Yeah. That, yeah, he would have those. Yeah, on he would. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but let's move let's let's paddle away from this this river of sticks that we're on here
1: why <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh go to your movie that i haven't seen that you can say a lot less about yeah i than got them. i got a tiptoe around this one yeah
1: bong i'm really looking forward to it joe joe young i can never say it bong Ju young bong joe young his uh newest epic fucking a cameo award-winning movie Parasite, parasitic,
0: um, which is getting the Rat Wing riled. Oh, why they don't they don't like Asians some winning shit film. now? <laughs> you won foreign film. Why do you get fucking best picture too? But the, I like that. Uh, like, like my rational brain does kind of go. Wait, did they did win best foreign film. Why do they also get best director? I don't give a fuck. Right, I don't care. It's not like I'm some redneck. Want some fucking Gone with the Wind fucking movie to win? But I'm curious. Is that that's not a precedent that's ever been set? That's yeah. I wonder. It's strange. I'm surprised more people are
1: like well, how come an American movie can't win foreign film? It's foreign to other countries, isn't it? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that is technically true. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but um, there's Academy members not in America. Am yeah. I not right? Am I mistaken? Right? There
0: has to be. The Academy of Motion Picture. I don't know if it's an American organization or not. It might have members that are obviously who wouldn't be right. Yeah. Yeah
1: like I Richie and
0: such yeah, imagine is, I'm sure I mean? so to them every American exactly shit is a foreign film <laughs> Exactly. and it has immediate credibility because you can say oh you're watching a Marvel movie it's a foreign film it's a foreign film Yeah,
1: you don't understand the avant-garde nature of yeah. Thor Dark World <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly uh, you do not understand the avant-garde nature of um, Thor The Dark World
1: oh, I, I can't basically I'll say this much about this movie it's funny as fuck The Mm -hmm. one thing you wouldn't guess from looking at the trailers and reading the synopsis is how fucking funny it is. Um, Translates well to reading the comedy. Well, what's interesting is that I I was talking about with my buddy, with Dylan, who was on last week. Yeah. And he said the interesting thing about Korean is, unlike Chinese and Japanese, it doesn't really have to... The intonation isn't as important as it is in, like, Chinese and Japanese... So you can actually hear the humor and like, like some of the deliveries I was laughing at, even though I'm like, I don't understand what they're saying <laughs> without the subtitles, but I can tell <coughs> the way that, she right. said that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So there, there's that element of it. The story's really fucking fun. Like the first half of it, you're like, I, oh, this is when you realize this is what we're doing. Mm. Fucking great, the sister, uh, what's her name? The actress, uh, where is she? Park Sodem. She's like the Aubrey Plaza of this flick. Like, just this dark, brooding sister who says really mean shit, but when she does her job, she's really fucking really good, good at it. Right. Like, one of my favorite characters. Um, the mother of the rich house, fucking hilarious. Okay. Like, just really strong character. Not even, like, stereotypical characters, but just strong characters that you just, you're just you interested from, like, second one of that movie. Mm. It's the family's coherent. The rich family's coherent. Just weird and kind of loopy. But what's so fucking fascinating about this movie is that there's something that happens.
0: That's what I've heard. Is this, that halfway through the movie, something happens? Yes. And i like, And
1: oh. I haven't been... And I don't want to oversell it for people who haven't seen it, but I personally haven't been that shocked... In a movie since Neo got out of the pod in okay. the first Matrix. I was like, fuck you.
0: It's, Are you serious? That's what we're doing here? If I'm right, because here's what happened. Here's my story is that I had one night to watch movies for the podcast. And yeah. I watched um, Marriage Story, and then I started to watch that, and it was like midnight, and I fell asleep. Sure. So I didn't get through it. I woke sure. up going, fuck. So I saw the first 10, 15 minutes of it. So if I'm right in my guess, is, is the twist in the middle just that the the poor family that goes to work with the rich family just takes over the house? No. No. Okay, because that's what I kind of thought, because i was seeing this image over and over again of a guy walking with a bloody mouth, and I'm like, okay, so do they just kind of fuck up the rich family and sure. take over the house? Is that, all the, is that the whole thing? Is it a whole tale of two Because, like,
1: that's almost where it, I think, like, he intends, I don't know why, I've been trying to find interviews with, a uh, Bong, god damn, I'm gonna get it one mm-hmm. day, Bong Joon-ho.
0: The director of the fantastic, um... Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer, and, and also Memories of Murder. I haven't seen that, but <gasps> I saw Okja. I wasn't a huge fan of Okja. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Memories of Murder is great, man. It's like his Zodiac. Yeah, like it's like one of those movies. It's just a detective story, but it's, it feels oddly haunting and almost supernatural, okay. like the way Zodiac's told. Where you're like, it's just a dude, but you're horrified by like this presence of the fucking the murderer of the whole movie, yeah. and like he does that so well. And it, the spoilers, it doesn't get solved. Yeah. The movie ends and you're like, "Fuck me!" Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah it's
0: like case. Zodiac style, huh? Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, it's great. Interesting. Um, and also one of the most disturbing, I I, if I think of it to this day. Shots. The only time you really see the killer, there's a part where he always strikes whenever it's raining. That's what they start to put together. All the murders take place on nights where it's raining. Okay. So there's, from the POV of a character, she's on, like, some county road, and she's running, and she's tr- looking over her shoulder, but she can't see where he is. So imagine the POV, you're running down a muddy, like, a uh, raining road, with a bit of light, like, maybe you have a flashlight, or, like, the headlights of a car, and the se- and all of a sudden, from the ditch, someone just comes sprinting oh, right through. at you, but you don't really see their face. Oh, that's horrifying. And then it cuts to black, and, like you're like, that's the murder, and it's burned in my brain
0: to this day. My comedy brain immediately went to the sketch where uh, he the weather forecast is for rain, and it doesn't rain. What's that? I don't know. No, one. I'm saying. Oh, and then he's just out there with all his gear, and he's like looking up at the clouds. He's like, checking his watch, checking his phone. Starts Dude. to drizzle a little. He's like, ah! Ah! and then it clears up. Sharpen my kitchen knives for nothing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah,
1: but this flick. Has a similar thing where, like, just the atmosphere that he builds, the set of that house. Because I watched the making of, and it's all just one giant set. Oh yeah, yeah. it's insane. It's fucking insane. Like the amount of precision and detail he put into this movie, and the characters, and the house, in in the twist. A lot of it. Like I, my only problem with it is like I've watched this movie like five times. I'm not sure if the last third. I'm still trying to figure out if it feels justified, like where the characters end up at the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that's an option, but I'm not sure if, if, that necessarily if, gave them a fulfilling arc. Okay. That's my only problem with it. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know. It's such a fun watch. Like, yeah, I'll have to check that out. subtitled, obviously. Yeah, it's subtitled, yeah. Is,
0: is his only not non-subtitled film Snowpiercer? I think uh... so.
1: Uh, yes, I think, I it think is. that's the only
0: one he's had. Even like an uh, Captain America, there is a cannibal, a fucking American cast. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, well, I guess just Cap and uh, I guess the main is Ed, Ed uh, the host Antarctic Journal. I've never seen what's his name. I can't remember his name right now. Ed uh Harris, Harris, Ed Harris, and. uh and Tilda Swinton Tilda Swinton who's fucking amazing she's movie- great right in that movie that was the movie that made me realize <clears throat> Tilda Swinton's a powerhouse yeah I mean she's a horrible like one of those fucking didn't she was the person who uh, who did an art exhibit where she got into a, like a glass coffin and laid there and it's like ooh Tilda Swinton for like six hours she's one of those artists so I, I know she that. would just be I know she would just be it's <laughs> like it's the intolerability <laughs> of actually hanging out with someone versus like appreciating the their ability at a craft I have I have Quite the crush until on this one day. Oh, she's fantastic, but I imagine she'd be tough to, to spend an evening with. She seems very pretentious. That fucking uh, Cohen Brothers flick, Burn After Reading, that was the one. I watched that recently too.
1: I love it. I
0: didn't. No? Oh, <laughs> I
1: love how stupid that movie
0: is. Brad, everything felt, like Brad Pitt <coughs> felt really forced in that one. That was a bad job on Brad Pitt's part. Okay, I could see that. He was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a douchey guy. But it was like he d- wasn't seemingly putting any effort into it, it was uh. just him doing. Almost like a high school production of a douchey I guy. I love Clooney in that movie. Clooney's really good at it. Just this falling apart. He shoots Bad Pit right in the
1: fucking head. You fucking hate him so much. My favorite part of that movie is whenever he starts breaking down, he realizes <laughs> the, the, the Tuckman Marsh guy. Oh. Tuckman Marsh, right? That guy's fucking genius. And yeah. he realizes that his wife's divorcing him, and he starts breaking down yeah, yeah, crying yeah, yeah. in the street, and the dude's just like. Happens to everybody asshole <laughs> so. I can't forget what he says, but he's just so unlikable.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. And I love the, the FBI stuff with J.K. Simmons. Oh! Where he's just like, so none of this mattered and nothing happened? That's the end of the she movie? She
1: wants uh, a sizable... Oh, fuck it, pay it, fucking it, pay Fuck it, just pay it, whatever. <laughs> so she
0: got her plastic surgery. My favorite <laughs> thing about that movie
1: is, like, the Coen brothers usually uh, build a universe of weirdos, like Hudsucker, yeah. Proxy, or the Lebowski, but it's what's terrifying is whenever those characters collide with the quote unquote normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. He yeah. made a, they made a point in that movie of giving them a separate stage just to be like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. these people? What like, is happening? <laughs> what is but I love the whole meaning of it is the meaningless. It's like, so none of this. Yes. None <laughs> what did anything. we learn from this? Johnson? Nothing. We didn't learn anything. <laughs> Nothing. I love
0: that movie. It ends <laughs> and you're like, are you fucking serious? Like what was, I watched another Cohen recently. Oh, I watched no country for old men again. recently. Oh, nice. I love that movie. It's so slow. It is slow. But it's yeah. slow in a way that you don't get bored. And yeah. that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough sell.
1: It's a good cowboy movie, that one. One of my favorite, again, moments that's burned into my brain, just because it's so haunting and terrifying, is that scene whenever Josh Brolin's collecting the cash, and he looks up on the hill, and he just sees the headlights on the, oh, the truck come on, and you see the dog running after you. are like, what do you do? Yeah. Why would you go back? I love, oh, I love so
0: the, the thesis of that movie, thus the title No Country for Old Men. Is that things are horrible, but they've always been horrible. Good deeds never go unpunished, because he goes back to give the guy water, and that's mm. what sets the whole thing in motion, and evil always wins. Because mm. everyone fucking dies at the end, Tommy Lee Jones retires, and Javier Bardem walks into the sunset. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you can fuck evil up, you can pop the bone out of evil's arm, but it'll always win. It always wins. In I the like end. how just dire, like how fucking bleak that is of like, yeah, happy endings. We invented those. Yeah, and
1: also the idea of, like, it takes the one thing that is perspective, that that age teaches you. Like, you can't learn that in yeah. from youth. And it's just like, oh, no. You, like, yeah. you reach the end of your rope and you're like, oh, ah yeah. no. Oh, fuck, we fucked yeah. it all
0: up. And then that whole scene of the older the older guy saying it's always been like this mm-hmm. is nothing new. Mm-hmm. There's no new evil in the world. It's I, just every generation thinks it's something new.
1: I guess that's... I'm trying to think of, like... That' what I like the most about Coen Brothers flicks. And to some extent, Parasite. Um, a lot of Bong Joon Youngs. <laughs> Jig- bong June Jig- Ho. Oh China my god, ho. I'm never going to get it right, dude.
0: Remember bong the Joon-ho? girl you know named June, who's a super ho, and... She, she rips Bong. Bon. <laughs> bon. Is it bong or bond? Bong. B-O-N-G? E. Ye. Okay, yeah, she rips bong, she's a super ho. Bong Joon Ho. And June. June Cleaver. That's Loved like... her weed. <laughs> super slutty.
1: Um, is that like, it's always about like... Here's a group of unstable, t- violent, or and or stupid people, and then something. It's almost like a Greek myth. Something insane falls into their lap, right? And you just watch them all clamor for it for and it. like kill each other, and just the drama that ensues. Like, and that's why I find so fast It's uh, their through line through all of their works. Is just like this is what fucking people usually. It's money. Yeah, you know, usually it's just, it's it's, <laughs> it's motivated by greed. It's some yeah like, and yeah. it's it's such a fascinating. It never gets old that trope. I could watch like a a, Mar- a Coen Brothers
0: marathon. Did you see, uh, what was it, A Simple Man? No! I haven't
1: downloaded but I still haven't watched that it. That one's
0: really good. Yeah? It's super dry and boring. And again, it's just about, there is sort of a MacGuffin of stupidity, and it, it just spirals out of control. Yeah. I don't want to say anything about it, because it's just, it's very plot, it, not a lot of plot, just sort of the exploration of this middle-aged sad guy.
1: I don't know why I haven't watched it yet, because that's what the one thing about Coen Brothers movies I love, even the um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Is I know if I'm sitting down and watch them, I'm going to fucking be entertained. Oh, yeah. They're going to do you get shit. hooked
0: like a Kubrick film. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know why I haven't invested the time in that one. Um, I don't want, because we have to get to movie news on this podcast, so I'm not going to waste time with this. Maybe next week I could talk about, because I've recently gone through some self, self-punishing, um, insidious and, uh, uh, Conjuring movies. The, uh... Why? because patrick I've, wilson patrick wilson <laughs> 100%. no because uh because on amazon prime sam has amazon prime and we're always looking for stuff to watch and i realized like i don't like horror like i love horror films mm-hmm. that's why i hate 99 percent of yeah, horror yeah, films yeah. uh but it also is there's this whole genre of movies i've never fucking seen yeah so let's watch some and we went through um the, the three the four conjurings and uh two four, four of them or no, I'm sorry, four Insidiouses, the si Insidii and two <laughs> two conjurings. Okay. Um Okay, wait, hold up. Insidious is the doll, evil doll. No, that's a conjuring. But the conjuring I thought a, the conjuring was an exorcist type movie, the first one. The conjuring's a universe. So like in the first wow. movie it's like a James Bond thing where the beginning doesn't necessarily play into the rest of the film so in the first movie that Annabelle doll is just the case they're talking about and then it transitions into the actual movie which is the one with the clapping scene uh, that's, hide, that's the Conjuring. Okay, I've seen that one. That's the Conjuring, and that starts with the Annabelle doll because it's just the, yes, it the, does. It's in the case, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. just the, they're just going over an old case like the beginning of James Wan. That clapping, I have to do have to say for uh, the, uh, the director, the director James, James Wan, the director of Aquaman, <laughs> uh, of the smash hit of Octopus Aquaman. on Drums flick, amazing movie. Because um, <laughs> none of that, none of those films stuck with me, and I think that's a nail in the coffin for horror if the next night you're not thinking about a scene yeah. then yeah, that movie true. was scary yep. but there were i think well done bits like the hands coming out and that clapping that broke was my really brain creepy when i watched the first one but the the uh, insidious movies are all demon porn and and they make the it's like showing Jaws in the first 10 minutes of Jaws where the demons are just fucking there oh the Insidious movie is the one that had the Darth Maul looking demon the red and black he had like a red and black yes. face oh now I remember Darth, okay. yeah the lipstick demon everyone's just a different demon every movie and it's this horrible actress who lucked out from being in basically an indie film and then it got successful so she got three fucking sequels out of it and she's just in every movie as the paranormal investigator she dies in the first one so the next three are prequels <laughs> Oh, oh really? Yeah. They oh, went that yeah. route. They went uh. that route. Um but there, <laughs> the biggest thing I noticed is that James Wan, I think like he's really I think he's a really talented director. I know he made Saw and I fucking hate Saw. But he, I like the first two. He, he made the first one. I'm not sure he made the second one. But he uh the one thing I the huge thing I noticed is specifically with the insidious movies. He did the first two and then the second two were Done by someone else, mm-hmm. or maybe he only did the first one. But the first one, there's not a single musical jump scare, like a musical sting. Yeah, like you see something, the music goes. Yeah, cheap fuck, cheapest fucking way to yeah. get a scare. Not a single one in in the first Insidious. Not a single one in the first Conjuring. And then when the other directors start taking over, it becomes nothing but. Uh. You just see something walk by, and the music goes. Gotcha. That's the cheap scare. Right. And it's really forced, and it's really weak. But there is some imagery. There's two specific things I think of. One is the hands clapping. That creep was fucking creepy. You
1: know what? it's about that part? It's because it takes the effective use of visual storytelling to like make something unsettling. Like you're not just hearing that. like you're seeing that. She, she's not. She's not. The staging of that is like that's a mental mind fuck.
0: You're like, yeah. oh, that's so creepy. And the closest thing he did that actually stuck with me beyond the film was in the first insidious movie. When the demon puts on tiptoe through the tulips. Oh, God. And she's just walking back in the house. And she looks through the window and she just sees them doing that funny little dance to the music. And you're like, oh. I've never seen it. Heard, so cre- it's so creepy. It's just heard. like a quick little shot. Uh, and and she, yeah, because the mom goes out. She puts on a record. The mom goes out. And then the record goes. And then tiptoe starts. And she kind of looks in the window. And you just see the shadow going. and like dancing and it's so fucking it sounds hilarious it sounds adorable but no and it's super adorable by the end of the film when he's in his fancy like have you so you haven't seen it No. at the end of the film they actually go into this other world called the other and, or no, the Further. Worst name ever. Name ever. <laughs> further. Um, what? Yeah, the Further. So he's this like... Is the Darth Maul-looking guy? The, the Darth... Because uh, Patrick Wilson's like a dream walker. He can go outside his body and go into this other realm called the Further, where okay. ghosts and demons and shit hang out. It's so, sure. so stupid. Okay. It's so stupid. <laughs> but uh, he's looking for his son, because his son's trapped in there. In the real world, he's just in a coma. And uh, when he gets into the demon's layer, it looks like, like a marionette. Like hellscape, where he's just in this room and he has these big, like, like glasses on and sharpening his claws, listening to that song. And there's all these dolls hanging everywhere. He's just like, ha ha ha. And it's the, it looks like something out of Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Strange, it's the cutest man. fucking thing. He's so cute. He's <laughs> such a cute little demon. But that one silhouette shot of him dancing in the window, just to him, just to think about that, like, you go outside, take the garbage out, and you look in the <laughs> window and you just see this shadow dancing. That'd be a nightmare. Like, holy fuck, that was, that moment was, was, yeah, that was the whole film was worth that moment. There you go, the insidious That's it, news. yeah, I guess that's all I really have to say. I never knew there was such a thing. And there's a the whole universe, <laughs> yeah, because the... Um, oh, that's The Nun came out of that too, didn't it? It's, it's The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, The Conjuring 3, then there's like three Annabelle movies, which is about the doll, then there's The Nun, and then there's another Nun movie coming out. Does
1: the couple they based all this shit on
0: get anything out of these movies? They're or, dead. I, they're dead. And they also were proven to be frauds on countless occasions. Okay. But they're the ones who investigated the Amityville horror. Oh, okay. So that movie I didn't really like either. I didn't really dig the Amityville Horror. The original and, one? The original 70s one. I didn't see the Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh,
1: yeah, I had to see fucking James Brolin's Balls and Tidy Whities. That that was a, a mean. And the list. original one. The original one. That yeah. bummed me right out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <'cause laughs> now if it
1: was Josh Brolin. <laughs> that would be something different. <laughs> who might have been living in said balls at the time? I'm not sure what the timeline's
0: like. <laughs> he may have. Been, you may have seen Josh Brolin <laughs> bouncing around. But uh, the pig in the window at the end, I thought was super adorable. Remember the little red-eyed pig at the end of Amityville Horror, just staring at the window at them. This no. Is, yeah, no. no. It's been a while since I've seen the original. I just maybe I needed to see it when I was younger because I watched it again recently and I was like, "This, why is this so popular? I don't really get it." Right. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's based on the real murder. But that has been over and over again proven that the family just wanted attention and wanted to get out of their lease. Because it was a guy killed his family a year before, and then they sold the house. Yeah. And then the people couldn't afford it. He lost his job, and all of a sudden, oh, we need to get out of this house. It's haunted. Gotcha. Oh, I just meant that, like, you know, the fact that, that the Fayo dude actually murdered his Actually kid. killed Yeah. That was unsettling. Yeah. Because that's back in the, in the 70s when it wasn't a PG-13 they had to think about. Yeah. Because in The Conjuring 2, they recreate the scenes from the Amityville Horror really but it's cause cause that is a, the real event that made them famous sure. that, that paranormal investigating couple yeah. um and it's so PG-13 it's so like it's just like CGI blood goes poop when the shotgun hits them in bed and it's just so cheesy lame but in the original it's fucking intense when he kills them all it's, and fucked, it up. it's, it's really kind fucked up it's really fucked up and
1: what I find so fascinating about that story is that like none of them woke up like how the fuck do you go shotgun to shotgun through a room and like everyone stays in bed I'm like that's yeah. fucking creepy maybe they were just
0: terrified of dad and they are just like I can't get out of bed did he mm, kill his wife first maybe. and then went kid to kid ugh I don't know ugh.
1: it's
0: horrifying just I love doing this podcast it's, it's just <laughs> warm sunny feel. it's like a Halloween I have no idea what to call this podcast I think it just, should just be rambles
1: smorgasbord <laughs> of smorgasbord of ramble Oscar
0: movies things and maybe N-N-Cities. names I can't pronounce
1: and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, a Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Sorry. I, 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 such disrespect to one of my new favorite directors.
0: The Beeves mom smoking a bong and blowing... <laughs> the Beavs mom. Blowing the beeves dad. Uh, uh. <laughs> so we have some movie news to get to, but I think we might save that for next week, right. everybody listening. This is just going to be a, a shorter podcast this week. Um, so next week we're going to talk about Uncut Gems. And we're going to talk about what will no longer be topical movie news. I'm sure things will have changed in the realm of movie news. Yeah, a
1: lot of stuff will change, but Uncut Gems will still remain one of the Jewiest roles Adam Sandler has ever done. Super Jew. So
0: (laughs) Jewy. Right down to his (laughs) (laughs) Cohen. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next week, and uh, we'll see what's going on in the world and with you guys. But thanks for listening this week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. And check us out at Space Action Heroes. .com nice little bite-sized uh, bite-sized podcast this week
1: yeah adios bye